to Through the Eyes of a Millennial, a special podcast series created for our young adult ministry as they begin to navigate new, important, and uncharted chapters of their life. Throughout this series, we'll explore some of the big changes that might be taking place in your life, from navigating college life to dating, the New Age Church, and living in the Word. Learn how your relationship with God will grow and evolve as you experience these milestones in your life. We are back with Kayla Caples and Taylor Scott with a very interesting, insightful topic that I'm sure everybody's going to be interested in. We are talking now about dating. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. Well, let's 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 let me look at one or two things, then we're gonna get your questions from you. This this is foreign to my generation. I was mentioning it a moment ago that you know, the silent generation, the greatest generation, the baby boomers, the the Gen X's, the millennials. I'm in that baby boom generation where you went to somebody's house to date them. You, you picked them up, you didn't blow the horn, you went and rang the bell and met their father and they, you asked permission to take their daughter out and he may or may not have given you permission. My sister, when, my, when both my sisters started dating, uh, it was during the time of Afros. Oh, wow. And so my sister's <laughs> boyfriend came to the house and he had an Afro that was way out here. And my daddy came in the house and my daddy said, son, take your head off in my house, please. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister said, no, daddy, that's not a hat, it's an, it's an afro. And my daddy didn't hear well. He said, he, he in the Air Force. She said, no, that's an afro. He said, okay, son, well, if you're going to see her, you got to cut your hair before you come back over here. <laughs> so the next time he came back to the house, his head looked like my head looked right now because he wanted to take her out. That's, that's the generation I come from. But now you don't have to leave the house. You don't have to, you don't have to do all of that holding hands, and nobody got to go with you to the movies. Yep. It's an online situation. Yep. You just meet him online or meet her online, and they send you a picture that may or may not be the picture that they really Cat are. Catfishers are real out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk to me about that. I've heard that word catfishing. What, is that, what does that mean? So a catfish To is, somebody in my generation. Okay. A catfish is a, you eat it at Papa Do's, but <laughs> no. what is a catfish? To a millennial, a catfish is when someone will probably go on Google and just type in like fine black man and like a celebrity will pop up or somebody that you don't even know. And then they'll put that as their dating profile picture. <laughs> and so just to get attraction, because that's the first thing you see when you're online dating. And then you go meet up with them, let's say Papados, <laughs> and he don't look like that. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, okay, so it's a catfish. They had a whole show about that too. Mm -hmm. Like people would be sending money to them. And this one girl, she thought she was like dating little Bow Wow. And <laughs> turns out it was not Bow Wow. Like it was somebody. Wolf, wolf. Yes, <laughs> like the total opposite, so. What do you, what do, you do when that happens? You, 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 you drop them like yesterday's newspaper or you, you throw them back like a small well, bass? I, I w I've never had that happen to me before, but You've yes. Never been, never been catfish, have you? Yes. Oh my God, Taylor, really? Yes. 
Ooh, you have to talk about that. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about so it. So I was catfish and pastor why the term is called catfish because it's to catch a dating fish or like so catfish. Ooh, mm-hmm. So I was um, talking to this guy on Instagram and we, you know, exchanged numbers. We FaceTimed a few times, but I was always wondering why when we FaceTimed, it was only in one part of his house. Like, and I... Didn't really see his neck or anything, but I had a few friends that vouched for him. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll go on the date. So I go to the date, <laughs> and I arrived earlier than him because I was like, you know, if if he comes, I can see him, and if he's not him, I can leave because he knows that I'm here. So anyways, he talked himself up. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm about six foot, and you know, I'm a tall girl. Like, yeah. I'm 5'10", so right. six foot is still a little bit questionable. <laughs> so he was this bodybuilder kind of guy, so I was like, okay, well, he'll be all right. He got the muscles and everything. So I'm sitting in the restaurant. He tells me what he has on, and then he's walking in. And I didn't tell him what I was wearing either. Mm-hmm. So he walks up, walks in the restaurant, and it was one of those places where you can see the people that walk in, right? right? Mm-hmm. So I'm texting my girlfriends. I'm like, girl, I think this is him, but I don't think it's him. <laughs> <laughs> that man was five, six. I said, oh, no, I have to go. I, and I left him. I left. I did. I felt so bad, but it was... It, he he catfished me. He right. catfished me with his height. He right. looked the same, but mm-hmm. he really wasn't the same. Right. Person. right. He didn't want to add no more inches to it. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. So that oh, didn't no. work out. Right. Needless right. to say. So he was a minnow instead of a catfish. Yes, was he was a. <laughs> <laughs> so you took you had a time or your point in time in your life where you were single. Mm-hmm. Did you ever try online dating? No. 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 Well, You've I'm because I'm, I'm not good with. Social media, I'm, I'm not good with computers. The only thing I do on the computer is solitaire. <laughs> oh my I, really, because I don't. So <laughs> <laughs> I've never done online dating because I'm just, I'm just, that's just not my, I didn't come from that era. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, people my age do that because I see these commercials mm-hmm. on television yes. where the, well, the older people look online and the ladies say how good he looks. And yes. it's a bounty commercial, but it's yeah. still online, online dating. Right. But I've never done that because I've never been interested. I'm, I don't like surprises. Right. Like, like Taylor was surprised yeah. at the restaurant. <laughs> I was so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. But I think that, oddly enough, that didn't deter me mm-hmm. from like not trying online dating again. I think pandemic, the pandemic rolling in really encouraged people Mm -hmm. that were used to meeting people socially, like in person Mm -hmm. to try online. And I have a lot of friends who like met their husbands Mm -hmm. on the internet, like Mm -hmm. Bumble and Hinge, no free promo though. Um, (laughs) You know, through those websites. But it's interesting you say that because even my parents, like they met in college and Still to this day, my mom and my dad, like, they don't FaceTime, mm-hmm. like, they don't text on the phone, mm-hmm. like, they just call each other. My dad's like, why do I need to FaceTime her? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, but it's interesting because we thrive on those things. Like, sure the do. first thing for me now is, like, if I get your number online, mm-hmm. I'm going to FaceTime you, mm-hmm. and I might need to talk to you, like, three or four more times on the phone, and then meet with you in a public setting. Yes. 
And that's now, good. Yeah, a public, a public setting. setting. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, these men want us to come to their house. I'm yeah, not like going he said, to you don't even house. have to leave home. Yeah. I'm not going to your house. You're going to take me out mm-hmm. and you're going to plan it and mm-hmm. then you're going to pay for it. Talk. And then <laughs> if I like you, then I'll follow up right. and let you know. But if I don't, then right. I'm going to follow up and let you know. So mm-hmm. that's just the point where I am with dating right now. Okay, so if you if you don't like him, and he still pay for the food, or you pay for your own food? Oh no, he's he's paying for it. <laughs> yeah, I think chivalry is important, but That's that important. also sort of reminds me, like, of how sometimes dating as a Christian can be difficult, right? Very difficult because I know for me, with online now on the profiles, you can kind of like put your religion, right. like all these mm-hmm. different. Right. And they don't right. match up to it. Right. It won't match up. It won't match up. Or much like Pastor Anderson said today, like people will say they're spiritual, but they're not religious. Yes. So like mm-hmm. dating people and having to sort of set those boundaries or set those intentions as far as like, okay, well, if you date me, like this is what I do on Sunday. Like I go to church on mm-hmm. Sundays, or we might not be crossing these sort of lines and Horizontal fellowship. fellowship. That's right. You That's know. always taught us that term. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as they might expect it, because you know it, it's it's a challenge. Yes, um, being a young woman and wanting to date with intent, and sometimes finding a good-looking Christian oh man yes. that wants to do the same thing. So, like, where like, are they? Well, I will say this: I have tried online, and it's not for me. Because I feel like it puts too much pressure on me. Like, I feel like it's more, I can't just talk to multiple people at one time. And I feel like that's what online brings up. Mm -hmm. Um, The type of person is very intentional. So I have tried online and it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And so I just hope to meet him. Just randomly walk in, (laughs) little girl. (laughs) Because I don't want to leave my church. And that's what we'll need that. But, I mean... I know people that kind of like more introverts. They like being online because they can easily talk to people. But like for a more outgoing person like me, I think it'll be easier if I meet someone, you know, out in the open. Mm-hmm. What happens if 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 you meet someone, he's attractive and he meets your height requirements mm-hmm. and he meets your kind of dress requirements, mm-hmm. but he calls himself a Hebrew Israelite or he calls himself a Muslim or he calls himself a, a one of the nuns and a nun N-O-N-E mm-hmm. is he doesn't have any relationship with God he doesn't believe in God he doesn't believe in church yeah. and you know online you've met him or in a restaurant or you've dated several times mm-hmm. how do you get out of that or how do you navigate that not get out of it but navigate it because eventually you're going to get out of it I'm, I suspect mm-hmm. I'm hoping, I'm praying, right. but, uh, you know, the heart has a mind of its own, right. and you might be down the road before you find out, you know, this is not really what it's cracked up to be, because people present themselves to be one thing yeah. when they're really something else. Right. Um, I would say that five years ago, Kayla would have not considered... Um, breaking up with him Mm -hmm. because my relationship with God was not where it was. Mm -hmm. But today, Kayla wants a man who 
has a true relationship with God because I feel like a marriage without that would not work. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm praying for. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm pushing myself towards to date intentionally. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I don't want to be married to somebody that I'm praying. Like I'm down praying on my knees right. and he just out doing something else. Right. Like I want us to come together in fellowship because that's what God wants. Right. You know, mm -hmm. um, I also feel like in marriage, Satan attacks you more because you're under God's covenant. Mm -hmm. And so I know that you can be a believer and then your husband can fall out or he may not be a believer and you can pray for him and get him to that point. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I, knowing where I am now, would need someone to help guide me and be alongside with me with that. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have to say like I could be very honest because I did that before. Mm -hmm. I dated someone for a long time that didn't necessarily identify with Christianity. And in the beginning, like you said, love can be blind mm -hmm. and we can be blinded by a lot of different things. It it really didn't matter to me. But if I was being honest, it it took me away from God a lot because I became so consumed in wanting to learn more about what he was doing and what he was believing in that I didn't really recognize like how far that was taking me away mm -hmm. from my moral compass, mm -hmm. right? And it was sort of frustrating toward the end because I started to realize that First of all, the younger me felt like I could save the world. Like mm -hmm. I felt like part of my part of my duty as a Christian was like to evangelize. <laughs> even though I was evangelizing to friends, I thought I could evangelize to the boy that I was so crazy about. But like that that just wasn't gonna work. So anyway, it 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 took me, if I'm being quite honest, it took me very far away from God. And I started to think like maybe it could work, which was mm -hmm. sort of the devil praying on me, saying like, mm -hmm. okay, well, I I know how to take you away from you know your strength, away from your source, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I had to sort of come back to my senses and realize like, okay, Taylor, this is this is not it, and no matter how hard I try to do what I'm doing, I a lot of times felt like. What I was doing to him was silly, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. he would sort of make fun of or it would always be a conflict mm -hmm. with like our conversation when my faith came up versus his mm -hmm. and like what I believed in. And I remember we were pretty committed for a while and the topic did come up, you know, moving that further. And of course, like. My parents didn't know nothing about that, so please don't <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, they, it, it came up, and he was just like, well, we would want them to believe whatever whatever they come to believe. And mm -hmm. you said that today. Yeah. That's such an ignorant thing for right. a parent to be able to say, because as children, we need that guidance. And right. the older I get, the more I do understand, mm -hmm. like, why it was important for me to you know, mm -hmm. be yelled at that I need to get right. up and go to church or why mm -hmm. I couldn't go spend a night at one of my friends' house on Saturdays yeah. because I needed to have that foundation. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that because that sort of dating experience for me uh, was so impactful in the way that I began to view like partnerships and not just like falling for the 
the surface, right? Like right. he's tall, he's fine, he's mm-hmm. cute, but mm-hmm. like, what does he believe in? Like, right. will this man be able to be a head of household for me? Like, mm-hmm. will I be able to pray with my husband when things get hard? Like, right. I can look at you and tell you you're cute all day, right. but like, can you pray for me? You mm-hmm. know, do um, you have substance? Right? Do you have substance? Mm-hmm. What's beyond that? You know, like, can I take you to church and like you won't think that it's weird that I'm standing up or I? Mm-hmm need to you know go to god in prayer for something so i think that that those experience sort of like shape the way that i view dating now versus Mm -hmm. how i viewed it like when i was younger because younger you just wanted to have fun yeah just wanted somebody cute a little boyfriend (laughs) and i think that's why now it's a little bit difficult yeah too because I'm a lot more picky. I'm a lot more selective. Higher like, standards. So some of my friends, they're a little mm-hmm. bit too high. But <laughs> I mean, like, Same, it, yeah. it's okay because I know that I'm God's child and whatever he has for me will be for me. Right. And, and you know your value. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what you're worth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because usually you don't change them. They change you. Right. Because you're trying so hard to accommodate and you're saying, well, maybe if I bend in this area, mm-hmm. he will come over on this area. Mm-hmm. But it's like manure and ice cream. Yeah. That 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 ice cream ain't gonna do nothing to that manure. Right. Yeah. But that manure will mess up the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be careful in those areas. What questions you got for me when it comes to in my limited experience with dating? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that one. Oh. The first one would be how can you trust God with your love story? How can you trust God with your love? So that's a that's a good, powerful question. God, who is the embodiment of love, and God, who has given us love and intimacy and sex and the beauty of that experience, that's a that's a gift from God. So, when it comes to your love story, when it comes to who your life partner is going to be. Again, God does not plan it for us, I don't think, but he knows the plan for us right. because he, he knows everything. And when, you, when we pray, God steers us towards the person that, he, that is best for us. Because, you know, nobody's going to be perfect because you're not, I'm not. Right. But God will steer us in the direction of the person that he wants us to be guided to. He saw... We, we see in the Old Testament that when Isaac got ready to, to get a wife, oh, yeah. Abraham said, go get this woman over here. Right. When, when Jacob got ready to get a wife, all, all, they, they chose mates for them. Right. I'm kind of to that point where I'm about to choose a mate. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how it's done in Bible time. Because, you know, the two of you have trained yourself to think. You have been to college. You have, you have you've gotten careers. And it, it's, it's almost, not almost, but it's very difficult for you to find somebody on your level. Yes. To find somebody on your intellectual level, to find somebody on your spiritual level. Right. And, and, and don't ever lower your standards because you want to be, you know, accepting of anybody. Because I, I heard this growing up as a child and, and, and it was ingrained in us. And it was, my parents meant well, and everybody I was raised with, their parents meant well. But I think they taught us wrong by saying, you're not any more than anybody else. Mm -hmm. 
They say, you know, don't look down on anybody. You ain't no more than anybody. That's one thing. But you are more than this person who is ignorant and doesn't know anything. And mm. you can't bring him. That's not even talk about bringing him home. You can't bring him to your friends. Right. Because, you know, you cannot introduce him to nobody you went to school with because he's yeah. talking about what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and here you try to hold an intelligent conversation. You got to tell him to pull his pants up. And uh, you got to open your mouth when you talk and don't eat with your hat on mm-hmm. and pull the chair out for me to sit down, mm-hmm. open the door for me to walk in. That's, that's beneath your value. Right. And so God, God, God has a standard for us. And the standard that God has for us, he's not hiding it from us. It's in his word. Be not unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Right. You're not going to change them. They're eventually going to change you. Uh, two cannot walk together except they be agreed. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's difficult to find that person because, and I'm sure they're out there, but you, you can't look for love in the wrong places. Yeah. Right. You, can't, you can't, you know, the online dating scene is one thing and then the, the club scene is one thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, you know, even at the church, they'll fool you into believing that they're one thing. Oh, they, they sure will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll catfish you in your Sunday school yeah, class. right. <laughs> but you still have to trust God. It's, it's a matter of faith. I, I talked about it in, uh, in the opening the doors of the church. This man was holding on to this branch, mm-hmm. and God said, just let go. And the man says, anybody else up there? Mm-hmm. Well, you just have to let go. Yeah. And, I, and I, I don't like using this phrase because it's so overused, let go and let God. Uh, and, and, and that doesn't mean, you know, God... You have intelligence. You have free will. Mm-hmm. And God is not going to violate your free will. Whatever choices you make, God is not going to violate that choice. But it may not be God's best for you. Right. And so you have to, you have to use discernment mm-hmm. and ask God to give you a spirit of discernment. And then once, once you are sure of yourself, once you have spent some time with yourself, then you know what you want, yes. you know what you're after, and it may not be perfect, it may not be, and when I say perfect, I mean it may not be, you know, he could be six feet and you 5'10". Maybe you not wear no heels and that, that way y'all can get along. <laughs> but if you're not with that, if you're not with that, then keep on searching till you find it. There's a bright side somewhere. <laughs> I really like how you said, though, Pastor, like spending time with ourselves first and mm-hmm. being sure of ourselves before that sort of endeavor is taken to say, mm-hmm. okay, now I right. feel like I'm ready to find somebody else. Because, I'm, I mean, culturally, for me, I was taught, like, a good man finds you. You know, right. like, we as women mm-hmm. shouldn't be going out there searching for it. So that's why, like, guilty online dating was sort <laughs> of like, a, oh, okay, because I am kind of putting myself out there, right? Mm-hmm. But even beyond that, I think it's very, very, very important to spend that time with self first, mm-hmm. first as a young woman and a believer, because sometimes in those times, God will be able to show us, I know from my own experience, like where I needed to grow with him first mm-hmm. in order to be made into a woman that can compliment a man, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. men don't complete us, but, you know, we're brought together as two whole healed right. individuals right. Right. to become one under God's union. So mm-hmm. yeah. I believe like in dating with intentionality, that's also important to make sure that 
my spiritual walk is in a space where I know I'm strong with God. I'm content with who he'll be able to send me yes. when that timing is right. right. Because a lot of my mistakes in all reality have happened because I went ahead of his time. Right. You know? So. Oh, I want to touch on that a little bit. Let me tell you what my guilty pleasure used to be about three years ago. I would go down in the DM. Do you know what that means? <laughs> it means... Direct message. Yes. I got it. But I would see a cute guy on Instagram and I'd be like, oh, he's cute. Let me just go put some peeping eye emojis in his DM and let's go talk to him. And then I'm talking to him. I'm going on a date with him and I'm like... Oh, I'm not like we don't want the same things. Mm -hmm. So it took for me to be like, okay, let me step back and let me really trust God with my love story. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I want to get married, I want to have kids, time is a ticking. Mm -hmm. And I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, where is he? Mm -hmm. And you're not like I'm not seeing him anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and do it myself. Let me go DM this guy. And God's like, that's not him. <laughs> and it brings me right back to where I am. So mm -hmm. now I just step back and I don't do that anymore. Praise God. I've been <laughs> working on myself, you know, but, but I. We all allow some guilty pleasure. Right, right. But um, one thing that I learned and I listened to a lot is the fact that um, I can't do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And that's also with love and your love story mm -hmm. because I watched YouTube videos so much about God writes my love story and I hear all these wonderful great stories mm -hmm. and I'm like okay God is doing it for those people mm -hmm. it'll eventually be my time mm -hmm. but I have to be patient mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that is so hard sometimes right, right. but it is a great thing because I'm like I'm seeing all the things he's doing in my life before he comes mm -hmm. yeah. and I know that when he comes my life is going to change I'm right. going to be a wife I'm going right. to initially be a mother mm -hmm. my relationship with God may not look like I'm waking up in the morning before work having time with him it's going to mm -hmm. look so different right. so I tell myself all the time I need to enjoy my time with mm -hmm. God right now before that season comes right but I'm also like, God, can you hurry up what's the tracking number <laughs> 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 what is it <laughs> Give me another one. What's your other question? Okay, so I'd like to ask you a question, Pastor. Mm -hmm. What type of boundaries can you put in your relationship to avoid sexual temptations? I think you can speak on that from telling the young single people because, mm -hmm. you know. You know, we, we're like, some of us are a little hot bother sometimes. <laughs> and, and we're not in the covenant yet, you know? <laughs> so we need some help. Right here. <laughs> uh, the boundaries that you can set, because you're young women, you mentioned uh, that you don't want to go find him, a good man will find you. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with you finding him? I just told <laughs> you, like I go down in the DM. Finding him <laughs> like chasing, but right. I think... If you're if you're saying putting myself in position to be seen, mm -hmm. I think that that can be that, that can, can be something okay. I do, okay. but in the right position. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to this sex situation. Oh yeah, let's talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> I I don't. God does not. God does not give us that gift and then turn it off. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, you cannot because you are sexual. We, I am sexual. You are sexual. 
a woman wants to be sexual with a man. Mm -hmm. A man wants to be sexual with a woman. But when it comes to relationship and, and boundaries in those relationships, particularly in the dating relationship, you don't, you don't want to join yourself to a person that you may not have intentions of being with. Because, you know, like you say, you get hot and bothered and yep. you want to really say, hey, listen, let's quit all the preliminaries. We ain't got time for no Dairy Queen and all that. <laughs> Let's let's just get with it. <laughs> and and you know, just like a man wants, you know, to just go meet a woman and have sex, there are times when a woman just wants to meet a man to have sex. She just don't want, you know, I don't want a relationship. I don't want to know your mama. I don't want to go, I don't know right. how many children you got. Yeah. Let's 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 just let's just kiss and say goodbye. <laughs> but those things that happens in 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 your Christian experience. And as a Christian, you want to you want to make sure that that the boundaries are set. And sometimes you cross the line. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you go over the over the line, but you want to make sure you don't go over the cliff. Yeah. By that I mean, God who loves us, and God who has given us the gift of sex, and given us the gift of in intimacy, and a woman wanting to be sexually involved with a man or man wanting to be sexually involved with a woman, the sexual temptation is always going to be there because you're not 80 years old. Right. I remember my grandfather came to live with us when he got to be old and sick and couldn't take care of himself. He came to live with us. And uh, me and my brother Johnny were in the room with him, and we would always just be joking around and having fun with him. And so I asked him one day, uh, his name was Edmund Lafleur, but he was real light-skinned, so his nickname was Red. Everybody called him Red Lafleur, and we called him. His grandchildren called him Daddy Red. I said, "Daddy Red, how old you got to be before you don't want to be with a woman?" He said, "You got to ask somebody older than me." <laughs> he said, "Cause I I don't know what to do with him, and I still want to see a woman." So God doesn't take that gift away from us because you know we are single. Right. So there are times when you when you cross the line, but you need to make sure that you come back. To your senses, mm -hmm. come back to your in the in the boundaries of of truth and respectfulness. Right. And let me say this: this happened. This actually happened. Um, Barack Obama was going to church uh, at uh, Alfred Street, mm -hmm. uh, where Dr. Howard John Wesley is the pastor. And when he would go, the Secret Service would come and they would put all these uh, metal detectors and all of these. They had to search women's purses and make sure that nobody had a knife or a gun or anything like that. Uh -huh. So the times that President Obama would go, they would not announce that he was coming because they didn't want thousands of people lined up to get in the church. Yeah. But when he did go, they, the Secret Service checked women's purses and men's wallets and everything. And so the pastor said that after some time, after President Obama left, he said there would be pistols, vibrators, oh <laughs> and he said he'd have, oh to, he'd have to make an announcement at the church. He said, um, I have some items here in my office. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said, nobody claimed him. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Nobody went to claim him. So maybe, you know, he might need Jerome or... <laughs> Whatever you call him, you know. And so from time to time, 
<laughs> no, you know, Jerome Rome might need to be your friend. And I'm not saying that, you know, saying that. I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know, um, you need to know where the, where the boundaries are mm-hmm. and you know how to come back. Yeah. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us. I'm not, I'm not advocating sex before marriage. Right. But it happens. It ain't no sense in beating around the bush right. and saying it doesn't happen. It, it happens. Yeah. It, it does happen. I mean, it's a temptation. And the strongest urge other than the strongest power to an individual other than the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is a sexual urge. Mm-hmm. And that's a natural proclivity. Yeah. That's, that's very natural. As powerful as that natural urge is, the overpowering uh, nature of the Holy Spirit can help us to control that. Yes. But we don't always ask for his help. Right. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't always want him to help us. And he'll, he'll come to aid us in the time of need, but then usually we wait until afterwards to say, Holy Ghost, I need you to right. forgive me of my sin. He'll open and like a couple from, doors and I'll be like, let me shut all of these. <laughs> cleanse me from all of them. But we are, we, are, we are able to navigate those waters, and God, in his mercy and in his grace, covers us. Mm-hmm. He protects us because we could be way out on a limb, yep. being really, 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 really way out there on a limb. But, yes. the, but the urge does not go away because you're a Christian. You know, you have the same urge as the sinner does. You have yeah. the same... Uh, sexual drive, you have the same sexual energy, sometimes more so yeah. because you're keeping yourself. Right. And and that that can be a pent up kind of emotion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> dangerous, yes. <laughs> but just so it does not become a dangerous kind mm-hmm. of emotion where you right. just, you know, go all out of bounds and dance it on the pole and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't want to do all of that. <laughs> That's it. Thank you for listening to Through the Eyes of a Millennial. Through the Eyes of a Millennial is proudly presented by Lily Grove Global Ministries. We invite you to learn more about Lily Grove's young adult ministry by visiting lilygrove.org. For weekly sermons and teachings, subscribe to the Call to Joy podcast, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you again for joining us. God bless you, and we'll see you at Lily Grove.